Ready? <laughs> oh, I'm ready, Shelby. Hey, book lovers. Welcome to another exciting episode of Miss Willa's Book Club. I'm Shelby. And I'm Jenna. We're your hosts, and we're excited to be here with you today discussing our favorite thing, books. Whether you're a fan of magical fantasy realms or a hopeless romantic, we have the perfect book recommendations for you. So grab your bookmarks and get cozy, because each episode we'll be discussing viral books on BookTok and Bookstagram. And don't forget that drink of the episode. Jenna. Hello and welcome back. Hello and welcome back. Here we Cheers. are. Cheers. We mm. had so many thoughts about Akatar that we realized we just needed to break it into two. Yeah. So <laughs> welcome to part two. Welcome to part two. If you haven't watched the first one, highly recommend going back. Um, we talk about some pretty crazy theories that we have <laughs> for Akatar and the entire series and universe. Lots and, of foreshadowing. Yeah. And as a reminder, this is our first reread of this book, but we are talking about the entire Akatar series with potential spoilers for the Crescent City series right. and the Throne of Glass series. Right. So for this episode, we're just covering A Court of Thorns and Roses, but there will be spoilers for the rest of the series. Correct. Yes. Yes. Before we get into spoilers, yeah, look at our shirts. We didn't even really realize it, but we both ended up themed. Shall we tell me about your shirt? I got it off of Etsy, and I wish I had the name of who I got it off of. Um, but it says, actually, will you read it for me? It says, Laris, City of Starlight. What's <laughs> on the bottom? Oh, yep, to the stars who listen and the dreams that are answered. Aww. You go look up, look up the Etsy shop while yeah. I show mine. I'll look it up and then I'll just I'll just put it in here when I when I find it. But yeah, I found so, it off of Etsy, ordered it, and I thought it was so stinking cute. It's like gray and gold, but like that like heather gray-ish, I think. And mm-hmm. so it's so sweet. And we didn't even plan this, but what yeah. is your shirt? I have mine says uh Illyrian Mountains Hiking Trails. Oh hell so yeah. So it's kind of like a like a <laughs> fake national park shirt kind of. And then at the bottom it says Valaris Night Court. But oh my god, that's so funny. That way. Mine is like tan with um I don't know, black screen printing or whatever. Which but, how funny is it that we always do the opposite colors? <laughs> no, we do always do opposite. But mine is from the bookish box. So is my cup that says late night reads, and this is like my favorite cup. If you uh also are neurodivergent like us, the little spikes <laughs> on this cup are like oh, the most satisfying. Oh, because they're like this. Oh, they're like the soft. Touch. Is that not like the most satisfying I feeling? In, oh, yes. I do. I just oh, I sit like and touch that. this cup all day long. Oh, it's I wish very I had one of those. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> anyway, so we've both, been dropping hints on what we want for Christmas yeah. today. So <laughs> both from the bookish box, if you're interested. I love it. Yep. I love it. Yeah. So you've got on black and white, but like yep. I've got it switched. So Always. like I've got like dark and light. Yeah, we were laughing so earlier when she sat down and I realized that she's always wearing light colors and she has lighter hair and I'm almost always wearing black so I look like I have no hair. Because <laughs> <So funny. laughs> I have a very dark brown oh hair just blends gosh, in, which it. is kind of funny. That is really, really funny. embraces the like black cat uh, golden oh, retriever. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> an embodiment of our personalities. <laughs> For real it is that <laughs> <laughs> oh man well are you excited right. to get back into actar heck yes our first conversation was so good that i just like 
I'm so excited to continue on with the conversation because we're going to start out with something a little bit more lighthearted because I know we ended on kind of like a intense, an intense theory. And so this time, Jenna, we're, oh, and spoilers. <laughs> spoilers. Again, reminder, spoilers. Again. Yes. So there was a bunch of spots <laughs> this time that I just laughed so hard. So I, I kind too. of want to do a nice little... I think like when they do the highlight reels. Oh my god. This is a highlight reel of the moments that I thought were funny <laughs> in Akatar. And the first the first is what after Farah has caught the cereal and Tamlin is like, You actually snared him, you know, like a human girl. She says, Despite myself, despite the afternoon, my lips twist upward. Is it supposed to be hard? And all I saw in there was legally blonde. What? Like it's hard? <laughs> <laughs> and I just oh my it was 100% like what I thought too <laughs> what like it's hard I know because it was so funny oh my god Harvard law school like it's hard no I mean she did snare it really easily and I thought it was so funny when Alice was like all you have to do is give it a cloak like why yeah. did Lucian tell you to do all of that so I guess kind oh, of on that gosh. note with it though did you think that did you really think it got caught easily the first time intentionally or my opinion is that the first time maybe it actually accidentally got snagged but then when ferris saved it oh, i think the second time he was, knew it was her and he's like oh oops you snagged me you got me <laughs> you got me side note have you seen the there's like ai art or something of the cereal in the new coat and it's like when the surreal is slaying in her new coat, and it's like, <laughs> no, I haven't. You and she's so like nice sipping her tea. <laughs> well, please, please, image of it here. <laughs> oh my god, it was so funny. It had me cracking up. I just I saw seen it because now I'm seeing all Actar everything. Nice. And it was like her like sipping on tea in the new cloak. It's oh, that's like, oh hilarious. God. That was my favorite though. I thought that was so but, like, funny. But like it's hard. But like it's hard. And then I know we just kind of very briefly talked about that, but the Tamron. Tamlin's limericks. <laughs> oh my god! When well, so oh my so god. So Farah has been trying to teach herself how to read oh. because she wants to send a note to her siblings and her father to let mm -hmm. her know that they're okay. But you know she can't really read or write, so she's trying to read this children's book and coming across all these words she doesn't know, and she write is writing down all of these words on a sheet of paper, mm -hmm. which Tamlin finds, and he <laughs> oh takes and. The, the funniest part was he cleared his throat and read the first poem. <coughs> there once was a lady, most beautiful, spirited, if a little unusual. Her friends were few, how the men did cue, but to all she gave a refusal. And I go, did he just say she has no friends? <laughs> <laughs> but okay, are, are limericks, like, are you super familiar with limericks, I guess? No! Okay, no. so... <laughs> this is a little shout out to my papa, my grandpa. Hmm. He was the most wonderful human oh. and so funny. He's so funny. And he loves limericks. It's like a big thing. And so like on his birthday really? and stuff, a lot of times we'll like write limericks in his birthday Stop, cards because so he loves sweet. them. Specifically limericks. And so I died laughing that again because like, <laughs> you know, it, people who I guess know anything about homes and stuff. It's like a very specific pattern, right? Mm -hmm. I did know that. Beats. And so... Yeah, I was dying thinking about that. And then when they were like supposed to be specifically getting dirtier and dirtier, She's that's like, exactly oh. what my like my grandfather loves 
the dirtiest, nastiest limerick that you can give him. And it is so funny. And so (laughs) I was just had this like, oh, thinking of you, Papa. Oh my God, that's so cute. (laughs) I actually love that reference. Oh my gosh. I also thought it was so funny when they got dirtier and dirtier. I could just picture Feyre like, oh, oh. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I, so that was super funny. Also, another thing that really made me laugh was the initial attempts at flirting from oh. Tamlin. Oh my well, God. That was your hair so looks funny. Better. Better. I know. Well, and then my most favorite part here was one second, one second. I have to actually, I have to find what Lucian says because it was so funny. Yeah. Okay, there is one moment that makes me really laugh from Lucian, though. And it's after uh, Farrah's kind of been flirting with Tamlin a little bit more and blah, blah, blah. blah. And, you know, uh, uh, Tamlin is like, okay, well, for a kiss, I'll show you what this all looks like, right? And they come back, and Lucian goes, if I offer you the moon on a string, will you give me a kiss, too? Oh, my gosh. I thought I that was so hear the sass. funny. I could hear the sass in that, and I thought that was super funny. I loved that so much. I thought that was so funny. Yep. There was a point where... I can't find exactly what Lucian says, but he says something to Tamlin along the lines of, man, you really do it great with the ladies, huh? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's been a few decades, huh? <laughs> yes, he does make a comment about it being a few decades. So funny. He was like, you're out of practice, dude. <laughs> and Lucian was so funny this time around. Oh, he was too. Yeah, although he is kind of a dick in the beginning, but I think but it like kinda, in a funny way. Well, I think it made made me appreciate him and Farah's friendship more. Uh, oh, yeah, absolutely. Because in the same way that Farah had to learn to appreciate the Fae, Lucian had to appreciate the humans too. Mm-hmm. And I think that was kind of like a they both learned from each other. Like, okay, well, fine. I guess we can kind of get along, and yeah. maybe it makes me value as more. Lucian's little like sarcastic remarks had so me giggling so hard, mm-hmm. and he. Like, he always was on Feyre's side, mm-hmm. except for the one time where he says, like, you know what? He never even had to be honest with her about it. And he was like, I hesitated. You know, it might have only been a few seconds when I heard you scream with the cereal. Mm-hmm. But I did hesitate. And for that, I'm really sorry. And I broke my word. Mm-hmm. He did not have to tell her. Mm-hmm. But he did. And I was like, that is an honorable man right there. Mm-hmm. Like, I... I loved Lucian so much this time around. Same. And I don't think I appreciated that friendship before. Right. Well, and I think I didn't in this book because I thought he was such a side character. Yeah. I didn't pay as much attention to his background in this one too, mm. or even just the oh, yeah. trauma of how his eye got taken out and mm-hmm. that Tamlin, specifically Tamlin is the one that gives him the... I don't know, like fake mechanical eye, mechanical eye, eye yeah. yeah. That whirs. But we still don't know anything about that eye. And so it makes me really curious if, especially if Elaine is going to have a book at some point, which I'm yeah. sure Lucian will be a, a well, fairly big a character. And so, yeah, so I kind of wonder what, like if we'll get more background on what exactly that eye is, what it can do, because I don't think we really know very much at this point. Mm-hmm. So that that was kind of so interesting. Too. And there was another point when we were on a break that you were talking about that you noticed also towards the end of the book, Lucian, that Farah notices. Mm. Oh, yes, 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 yes. I thought this was so 
interesting and I thought it was a huge foreshadowing. And I think you should read it word for word when you find that quote. Okay. Let me just find it really quick. That's at the very, like towards the very end of the book. Yes. Okay. So it's on page 406. Yep. I'll help you out. Um, and Farah is looking at them and she goes, someone Whoa, appeared. Hold on. Farah is dead. Dead and, and looking through Reese's eyes. Yes. And so she's seeing everybody through Reese's eyes and she says, uh, someone appeared beside Lucian, a tall, handsome, brown haired male with a face similar to his own. Lucian did not look at his father, though he stiffened as the High Lord of the Autumn Court approached Tamlin and extended a clenched hand to him. And do you remember, so when I listened to this on an audiobook, I sent you a Snapchat and I was like, oh my god, I finished it and there's a thing and it's about Lucian. And you were like at a concert or something and you were like, I didn't get to listen to it. And mm. I was like, I was just boasting about it. I think Lucian's dad isn't actually his dad. Mm-hmm. That you don't think that the Autumn Court High Lord is Lucian's dad. Yes. So we, we've we kind of talked about this theory before. Mm-hmm. Because in the later books, they talk about how Lucian's dad might not be the High Lord of the Autumn Court. And so we think that these are two different men that Favor is describing. Yeah, somehow the way that sentence read this time, I couldn't tell if it was like, because the brown-haired man I kind of thought was Helion. And so yes. I thought she was saying that she saw Helion standing next to Lucian. Who is the High Lord of the Day Court. High Lord of the Day Court. And then afterwards, as a second thought, that the dad, meaning yes. the and the Autumn Court High Lord, walked right. up. And so I kind of read that as two different people. Right. Because she said the one whose face looks like him. Right. And then her it's dad. A or his tall, dad. handsome, brown haired male with a face similar to his own. Mm-hmm. And the way that she always describes people from the autumn court as being more fair and, and having red hair. Yeah, they all are supposed to have like reddish or auburn yeah. hair. But the first time that I read it, I was like, oh, it's just like I didn't even think twice that it was like the same thing. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like, Fayra knew from the beginning. Mm-hmm. I was like, holy crap like it makes me really curious to read the other books and see what else i'll catch oh my gosh me too i caught so much more this read Mm -hmm. wow oh okay so speaking of things from this read stay with the high lord (gasps) but that's another one of those listening to you know people on tiktok i thought that it was gonna be obvious this time or like more obvious that he meant you know, that um, Reese was the High Lord. I actually don't know that I think that's true. Because oh he God. also said, don't <laughs> interfere. Don't, like, get involved. Don't uh-huh. ask questions. Don't do that. And it'll all play out as it's supposed to. Meaning, if she didn't interfere and she just kept going and she stuck with Tamlin and she said she loved him, She'd it all would her, have ended yes. then. Mm-hmm. That would have been the end of it. Yes. And so I actually do. Th- and then I think, <laughs> I'm assuming when I read it, the Mist and Fury and she talks to Serial again, that... I'm going to read that. He's going to be like, oh, well, could have meant either of them. That's what I think it's going to sound like in my head when I read it again. Me too. Really? Me too? Yes. Oh. I literally. Okay. So it's so funny because I also have a part like Shocker. extra tabbed. Yeah. But I, 
I so I have I have a coworker right now who is also reading Akatar, but she's getting through it so fast. Like mm-hmm. she just read Throne of Glass, and now she's like rereading Akatar. And I was like, Love "Hey, it. girl, you should do reread with us." And yes. so she's like, she's already on like the third book, and I'm like, "Love it." I didn't mean that fast, girl. Mackenzie, <laughs> <laughs> like, you're the best. And so um, we've been talking about it, and I got to that part, and I was like, "So unpopular opinion. I don't actually think she meant Reese. I think he meant." Tamlin. I a thousand percent agree. And maybe when I read Miss and Fury, we'll see if I think different. Yeah. But I really think that because like the Atari kind of has the uh this like funny sense of humor. Yeah. I think that he's just gonna spin as like, oh well, I mean, I didn't say which high lord. Yeah, oh, like, you mean the server? Could have been or cereal, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah, not the Atari. <laughs> yeah. Cereal. That mm-hmm. um he's gonna be like, Oh well, I didn't tell I didn't you which one. which one. I mean, either could have been fun. You could have stayed you know? with either one. <laughs> right. I don't, so but like I'm, for this book for this especially, book. like of course Asuria knows everything. Right. But in this book, what makes the most sense is if she were to stay with Tamlin with all of the things that are happening that she cannot see because she's glamored. Right. To stay safe, she would stay with him. And like... In Amarantha's, like, court under the mountain, if she were to stay under Tanlin's watch and everything, like, that's where she'd be the safest. Mm-hmm. But under the mountain, the High Lord that she does stay with is Reese. Mm-hmm. But she also stays safe. But maybe it's supposed to be a double meeting. That's what I think. I think so, too. I think it's, it's supposed be like, to be a stay double with, meeting. Stay with the High Lord. Whoever mm-hmm. the High Lord is up there, stay with Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, so he says that... Like the full quotes, everybody just remembers mm. stay with the High Lord, but it's stay with the High Lord human, the serial says. That's all you can do. You will be safe. Do not interfere. Do not go looking for answers after today, or you will be devoured by the shadow over Perithian, which is Amarantha. He will shield you from it, so stay close to him and all will be righted. I think that mm. that's a double meaning for both of them, mm-hmm. or like, but I think Tamlin is supposed to be included in it. So. I think so too. I think so too. I don't think it was only exclusively for Reese. Mm hmm. Which a I lot totally of people agree. on TikTok and stuff has said. So, right. Yeah. But so on oh, the topic so of the serial, do you think that he's going to play in to be any character or like any type of being that's maybe more overlapping from either Crescent City or Throne of Glass? Because oh, that's really interesting. his description of itself, he goes, I'm a member of no court. This is on page 128. I'm a member of no court. I'm older than the High Lords, older than Perithian, older than the bones of this world. That actually... That brings up a really good point because there are, that's a really good point to like remember for the next books because there are lots of like people and creatures and yes. they that are like, hey, I describe who I am and like take note of that because right. maybe, maybe he is somebody from like another something world that else. we know. Or like one of the beings that created Prithian or something because, you know, oh, we've also talked yeah. about like the weaver and the creatures that yes. are in the prison and like there's a variety of other places where there's creatures mm-hmm. that say they're not of this world or that they were before the time of Prithian in right. general, before the time of fae and humans. And so it, it just was something that like made me take note that the surreal is clearly from before the time of mm-hmm. fate and humans also. Which, okay, so going on that note, I thought it was really interesting when she was, I think she was either talking to, Pharaoh was talking to either Ooh. the mercenary or, let's see, maybe she was talking to Alice and getting some, like, information. Yes. Okay, so, no, she's looking at the mural in Tamlin's study 
And she's looking at like the history of Prithian, Mm -hmm. which was really interesting. So now she's getting like, here's the night court, here's the day court, here's all of this, here's under the mountain, but she doesn't know what all of this means. And one of a, a very interesting thing that she says is there is no mention of humans, no sign of us here. I suppose we'd been as low as pigs to them, unless somebody brought humans in from another world. Oh. Because later on, they go to talk about an army that another high lord or being or whatever brought in Mm -hmm. to fight the high lords of Prithian, and the fae were helping the humans that were new. I was going to bring that up, too, because Tamlin is the one that says... 500 years ago, we were friends. Like, humans and yes. Faye were friends, and they fought together. Yes. And we get very, like, minimal information kind of between how did that happen, and then how did we get to the point with, like, Jurian right. and Absolutely. that war, right? And so mm-hmm. there is a spread there for sure. And um, there was another mention, I think, in that same scene, if you have that pulled up, there's the same same part in um, when she's looking at the map, and... It makes it sound like like some of this information was coming from like before the Fae even ruled the world or ruled this earth or it was it was very much supposed to be before any of them existed. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and I feel like we'll learn more in the next books about like more of Reese's history and how old he is compared mm-hmm. to some other high lords that we might know, and so I think that'll be a very interesting discussion once we learn more about what Reese has to say, and Amarin. And Amarin. I was going to say, I think it's going to be more interesting to reread Amarin and to reread Crescent City oh, with, yes. um, what are the, those beings that are the kind Astri. of The Yes. Mm-hmm. The Asteri that I, I, mm. um, Asteri. oh, I mean what I think, just <laughs> tomato, no, tomato. Yeah. That's actually complete. I but, don't know why. <laughs> like, that's how I say it too. I don't know why. I, I do the same thing. But yeah, I, um, so I'm more interested to understand mm-hmm. the Asteri because. Oh Yeah. Again, now that we know these worlds are interconnected, oh, to yes. know how what their influence was on Perithian and their world. Yeah. Um, I think that they might be involved in some of that older history. I think so, kind too. Kind of interesting. I think it'll be super interesting, too, because I remember in the next few books, we learned so much about, like, early Perithian, but, like, I don't think I took it as seriously. Same. And so I cannot wait to see like what it was that they like what information that they give us because even rereading this i was like wow we get so much more foreshadowing than i thought we were going to i totally agree it was so exciting yeah it was wild so okay speaking of some crossover stuff oh yeah amarantha there's like a couple thoughts i've had mm-hmm. about her right mm-hmm. so the first is like maybe a small thing okay. the pharaoh has a couple dreams and it's on 148 and okay. 169 and she talks about like a kind of yes. faceless but like pale faced woman scratch with like blood red nails like scratching her throat. Do you uh, think that was Amarantha? I do. I do. But so at this point I remember Farah's like glamoured for everything. Yeah. And I feel like she's like getting glimpses, which actually might lead into your theory that maybe she's something more already. Yes. That's what because I'm saying. Like, like I think before yeah. she even turns in a high fae. She's like already think, knowing some of like the the there's something weird something because she has another moment actually where she says oh, what she say? oh so on page 46 let me mm. let me go to it 
Okay. That she says she like recognized the power and she kind of writes it oh. off as being like, oh, it's like a human innate thing. But um, she was magic. That's what the tang had been. What kept my limbs from tucked in or tucked in tight, preventing me from going for my knife. I recognized the power deep in my bones from some collective mortal memory and terror. Hmm. But I, when I read that too, I was like, is it some collective? Is it what? What do you mean? Like you've never felt magic before. Mm-hmm. How would you immediately know that that's what that is? Unless you have some thing else going on. <laughs> I thought it was so interesting because I was like, oh yeah, like the smell of magic. Of course you would know that. But then like upon further thinking, why would you know that? Like if you guys don't have any contact with the Fae or anything, like mm-hmm. why, why would that be so familiar? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, maybe. So the combination of that and her dreams which are almost then like not quite see or dreams but it is foreshadowing right like she is oh, yeah. going to meet amarantha who she's never Absolutely. met she doesn't know what she looks like not at all but that is adversary yeah. that she's the unknown adversary at that point 100 percent. and she's already dreaming about this woman killing her yeah which she does yes so yes. i thought that was really interesting but I thought that was super interesting another thing too. that i kind of didn't really remember mm-hmm. quite as much from this round is there's a lot of mentions of amarantha's powers being locked up or her not having access to all of her powers was it her not having access to all of her powers or was it her not having access to all of the high lord's powers all of her own so what? Yeah, okay tell me let me let because me get to I the pages i definitely did not catch that part so or or that she keeps so uh this is when I th- Alice and Farah are talking, but when yes. kind of Alice is giving up a lot of information, but like before she goes under the mountain, correct? Okay, and so yes. so Alice is saying um, she tricked the High Lords. She keeps their powers locked up in herself, as if as if she can't use them or can access very little of them. At least she has her own deadly powers, yes. But then there's another point later, uh, three eighty two. Hold on. So on 382, she talks, there's something again mentioned, this is like well under the mountain that it came up and I like really took note of it then because this is when I think she's talking to maybe Lucian. Oh no, this is when she's talking with Reese Mm. and um, he goes, her biggest weapon is that she keeps our powers contained, but she can't access them, not wholly, though she can control us through them. That's why I've never been able to shatter her mind, why she's not dead already. So the... Oh, there was like another moment too, though, that sounded like there was something, but Hold why? Up. Why Wait, couldn't even, she access them? Why couldn't Reese, who we think might be, spoiler for our last episode, <laughs> um, who we think might be a prince of hell, he even can't shatter her mind. Right. Because he's, he, in the next books, I remember that everybody talks about how he has so much more power than the other High Lords, even. Have you seen the AI art of his beast form? No. All right, okay. Beast form coming in, coming in hot. Terrifying. The thing of nightmares is how Feyre describes it, but also, like, did not think that that was his beast form. And holy fuck. Well, because we only shit. see him half shifted for yes. most of the time. From so we really just see that wings the wings and, and the talons. Do you have your phone out? Just like TikTok, search in, like, Resan's beast form. Yeah, yes, yes. Wow, that's way more intense than I. I mean, yeah, we never really see, like, the rest of his body. But think about that. Though. Isn't that crazy? 
Isn't that crazy? It's pretty intense. And so if even somebody who can transform like that cannot shatter Amarantha's mind, and he even he is like subdued to her and like that is just so crazy to me. Well, and so the first time I read it, I saw it as, you know, Reese is always using his use some of his power to protect Valaris. And so that's some of it, right? He's like, maybe yeah. he's not at his full power because he's like kind of hiding all of that and has some power like diverted to that. Yeah. But at the same time, if he is consistently mentioned as so much more powerful than anything. Any high lord. It just makes me wonder what she is. If she's like Velg, like Maeve, oh, yeah. or if she's something else. And I, I don't know, just the fact that she couldn't fully mm-hmm. do that, I thought was really interesting. Um yeah, and that was really also, interesting. Also, she too. keeps getting mentioned as her, like, smiling like a snake or her serpentine smile oh, and stuff. Oh, like a snake. Which reminded me of um, Crescent City, the, like, woman in the market, Viper Queen. <gasps> uh-huh. Really reminding me of the Viper Queen. Because even she gave off vibes that she wasn't actually part She's, of the fae. Well, like, no no one really, oops. That's guys okay, a little spell. <laughs> We're just like every episode we gotta spill something. <laughs> but yeah, so the Viper Queen, no one really knows what she is either. Mm-mm. And I have, and when I go back to reread it, that's one of the things I want to pay attention Me to because I wonder if she's also maybe just something from hell, like yes. my, not like a prince, but maybe just something from hell. Mm-hmm. And so again, it made me wonder. I don't know, are the things from hell related to the Belg, or are are they just the getting thing, out from? Yeah, or is Amarantha like also? something from hell because she reminded me of that like the whole viper thing really reminded me of that it, yeah absolutely so I, I noticed kind of like in the same way we talked about reese having the feline characteristics they described her more or less like a snake snake yeah <gasps> that's so and some of it could just be imagery but i think sjm is just so intentional about that mm-hmm. verbiage that i can't imagine that it's casually tossed out considering it happens three or four times exactly like if it was like a one-off maybe you wouldn't think about it but it's like multiple times so (gasps) that's so interesting and granted amarantha's dead so how much does it matter i don't know but but like good to know though like are there other creatures in this world that we like didn't know about and that's mostly what i take from it is Mm -hmm. then it makes me feel more like throwing a glass at crescent city where maybe there's more beings and we just weren't really even aware that they were other beings oh my gosh have you seen, well, okay, actually, maybe I should just save this for a different, I'll save it for a different episode. Something about the King of Highburn, but we haven't really met him yet, so I'm going to mm. wait. That's, yeah, let's do that next episode. That's so funny. Yep. One of the things from this episode that I thought was, like, absolutely crazy, and I don't know why it's placed here, is when they're trying to cheer Feyre up, and so they bring her to the um, Lake of Starlight. Mm-hmm. and i'm like oh that's so interesting that's so fun in the beginning and like she has an amazing time and she loves it why is there a pond of starlight in the in spring, spring port? port yes why this does not make sense like <laughs> why starlight to me. yes and why there mm-hmm. i totally agree because we know that like from the future books and like we'll get into this more later but like Favra and Starlight is a huge link with like the night court mm-hmm. and everything. And so it's like, why? This doesn't make any sense. It was really interesting. Mm-hmm. I, I thought the same thing that I kind of, I totally forgot about that pool in general. I did too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I don't know. And, and he goes, and it even, is Starlight. And even the comment then about 
um, like swallowing starlight. And how you'll be happy until you die. And I was like, huh. It's like, that just seems like a weird piece of lore to just put out there. Yes. And not come back to. 100% agree. Like there's nothing casual about anything she puts in a book. And that just makes me feel like that's not casual either. Yeah. Agreed. I thought it was just like literally so interesting. I was like, that, that's, that doesn't make sense. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. On another funny note. Yeah. The word. Oh my God. I will never not picture. It was an Alaskan bullworm. <laughs> With like Sandy on its tongue. Yes. It's like, oh. Insert picture of the, <laughs> the uh, SpongeBob worm. <laughs> Every single time. And I thought that it made it funnier this time oh, around. Yes. Well, because I also thought that maybe since I know that's not how it's supposed to be imagined, <laughs> that seeing it again, I would. Because, you know, later people tried to describe that it was a worm like w-y-r-m but that's so not how it's spelled it's not how it's spelled here so it's, i thought it is literally spelled worm. worm and she even says pinkish brown <laughs> which just reinforced it's that it really that really reinforced that that looked like a worm worm and not like a wyvern with no legs or wings <laughs> so funny i was giggling so hard i but yeah. it sounded like so was amarantha she thought it was really funny yeah she was like here you go have fun yeah <laughs> but how brave and how how intelligent favorite is to just like use her senses and i loved when recent came in and he was like wow intelligent girl she just covered herself in shit, and now she's invisible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, so I actually had had that tabbed for mm-hmm. a different reason. What? So, what? 324. Okay. I just want to read it exactly because I felt like it was like a very small hint of like our first hint that Reese is different than the rest. Love it. So it goes that, and she's, yeah, she's rubbing the mud on herself, and she's in the, the middle of this, t- yeah, the shit on herself, <laughs> and she's, you know, disguising it, and what's it doing the green green faced fairy whined again a deep elegant voice replied this time she's building a trap mm-hmm. and i thought that was interesting too because during her trials there are a variety of comments we hear from the other fae or fairies or whatever yeah and they all use it yes. and reese uses she yep. always mm-hmm. he always makes sure that like people know that she's like an actual being kind she of. is well, like one I of them mm, i mean I want to go that far, right? Because he also treats her like a pet yes, with the does. dancing scene stuff. And we, we know why and we understand there's reasons that he's like kind of protecting her and whatever. But because she kind of starts to look forward to it. Kind of. But <laughs> to, just as an escape. But yeah. um, that was just one of those moments where it's like yeah. you, he is putting on a face this whole time to look harsher than he really is. Mm-hmm. And then here he's but like, that's one of those moments that it's it a woman sticks you're talking out. about. And I'm sure that it's not supposed to be read in the way that I just said it. Right. That. But the fact that but it comes true. out casually as she instead of it tells you that he, he already. Them. But well, and even if it's not correct, it's just that he is seeing her as a person. Yeah. He's not seeing her as an it. I, I thought that was really nice. I loved that. Yep. Oh, I also have that tab, but I have that tab as recent because I love <laughs> it. And how he was the only one to actually bet on her. Yes. That was, I know because uh, originally she's like, oh, it must have been Lucian or. Oh my god! Your husband cracks me up. Oh, oh man. man! So what, what were we saying? We we're talking about like her trials and how Reese had bet on her. Oh yes, because originally when um, what Amarantha says that only one person 
bet on you or whatever mm-hmm. to win and, and I she think assumes she, like, it's she says that she assumes it's lucian or tamlin in her mind and she goes oh like i need to thank lucian for that and then when reese comes back later i was like oh you won me a lot of money yeah which um after that point when amarantha goes oh like one person bet on you she goes reese come here mm-hmm. and so i was like oh shit because if you think about it he probably like got beat for it he got in trouble for it yeah and I was like, that was so sad. He just has to be such a good actor during this whole book. Yeah, he really does. I actually tabbed a few times throughout this book where he picks lint off, off of his, his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I had never actually caught it. And so when I've seen like TikToks and stuff about it, I was like, I don't remember that at all. And I tabbed it a few times. In he here, did and do I was it. Like, oh, that's so sad. I did do it a couple times for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It was just kind of sad and interesting to see the face he has to put on in front of everybody in this book and like the lengths that he'll kind of go to so like throughout the trials like Feyre's also put through other things like trying to clean all of the floors with like dirty mop water Mm -hmm. but she can't do it like the next part she has to clean out lentils pick the lentils out from the ash from the ash in recent fireplace and she doesn't realize where she is and so she's just like trying to like pick them out one by one frantically yeah. and then he comes in and he's like basically just like talking to her and he's like i don't ever get to just like talk to people Mm. and so they're just chatting and he like clears it all up and he's like her duty's done we're we're not gonna keep doing this like stop doing this to her mm-hmm. no more household chores no more household chores and i was like wow like that's huge to like one talk to the staff like that who like might report it to amarantha but also like such a huge huge kindness to her mm-hmm. when it's like she's already talking about just like how fatigued and exhausted she is mm-hmm. i was like wow well and we've like barely even talked about after the second task when he literally does save her right so she feels the burn the second (gasps) task is the one where she's supposed to have to read the riddle and lucian also has like the hot grate coming down oh that okay that was so intense intense. yeah that was not intense for me the first time and this i was like yeah that was so intense and so she like reaches for two and her hand hurts and she pulls back reaches for one hurts and she pulls her hands back reaches for three and it doesn't hurt and then she sees you know, star-flecked eyes or whatever. And she, so like, he, looks up and he's, like, right in yeah. between the grates or something. And so he, like, saves her, but her, like, being on the verge of falling apart before then and, like, as as she... My damn throat always makes that weird frog noise. <laughs> but as, like, after she's finished and, like, the floor is coming back... It just... <laughs> Jesus! Ah. Weird sounds. Um, as the floor is coming back up... And he can tell that she's like about to have a fucking meltdown in front of everybody. And he's in her head being like, suck it up. 10 seconds. Look at them. And then like, as he turns around, he goes, good girl, keep walking until you get back to place. And I was like, yep. Hold up. I have that all tabbed because he 100% held her together. Yes. But you have like the exact same lines underlined as I did too. It's like, don't let her see you cry. Put your hands at your sides and stand up. Stand. Don't give her the satisfaction of seeing you break. (laughs) good reason told me stare her down no tears wait until you're back in your cell count to 10 don't look at tamlin just stare at her good girl (laughs) now walk away turn on your heel good 
walk toward the door, keep your chin high, let the crowd part one step after another. The good girl had me dying. Yep. That hit I me more this time. I double underlined it, and I was like... <laughs> I think I put a little highlighted heart next to it, too. Like, wow. But, yeah, so it was like that followed immediately by the scene, or, I mean, not immediately, but almost immediately by the scene where he comes down and is hanging out in her cell yes. and is, like, actually kind of letting loose and just being like, dude, why does this suck? He's, he's like, like, this, this is, is so... I just want to talk. And she's like, why are you telling me all this? And he's like, because you're the only one that I can tell and not get in trouble with. And Aww. he's like being a lot more forthright with her in that moment. And I kind of remember the first time I read this that I was like, hmm, when I read that because it's I had like he's also... He's just treating her like a friend. Yeah. And I had kind of been like, oh, come on, Tamlin, do something. But <laughs> The entire trial. Yeah. And so th- there had been that hint of that, but I think I was still enough shaded into this like oh yeah. tamlin like this worked out they went back to spring court she's gonna get through her trauma whatever that i i don't know that scene uh-huh. wasn't as impactful for me the first time as it was this time like knowing yeah. what's to come i didn't remember Feyre being such a brute towards him though yeah and this time around i was like she's kind of mean she's kind of mean and even like, when he's not Exactly, like, in this specific scene that you're talking about, um, Reese is, like, opening up and telling her all the things, and, like, Feyre is like, I want nothing to do with you. Get out of my cell right now. Yeah. He's like, I'm literally just trying to talk, and she's like, get out of my cell. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I don't have anybody to talk to. I don't have anybody else here. Mm -hmm. And she's so mean to him, and I was like, like, it made me really sad this time around. Like, I did not catch that the first time mm-hmm. the first time i was like all on Feyre, and so i was like yeah, get out race yeah <laughs> also the very end when i it's like looking back it was so obvious you know but the, oh, very, yeah. the very end when reese is about to leave from under the mountain and he's oh standing with Feyre on the balcony and he sniffs and then looks surprised and then magically disappears yeah he's like, oh. like she goes out. what and yeah. he just leaves and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, this time I get it. <laughs> Me too. But last time I was like, okay, that was weird. I was like, that was weird. Why are you doing that? <laughs> okay, Farah, go back with Tamlin. <laughs> I feel bad for girlies that are on TikTok reading Ektar for the first time now that They're aren't so, getting the whole experience mm-hmm. because there was something magical about having the surprise the first time. There really was. And I remember, so when I first read it, like you were, you didn't tell me anything. No spoilers. Oh yeah. Lips were sealed. Lips were sealed. And you're texting me like, oh my God, Tamlin's so sweet. Like, like isn't oh, isn't he so, the best? He's so great. I know. I was like, wow. Like, I love this part when he does this. And I was like, who's this Reese guy? Like, why is he such a dick? And all this time, I'm like, why is Farrah kind of more of a dick? Unlike my husband. So I finally convinced my husband Mm. to read Akatar, which was very exciting. Very exciting. He was not surprised that Reese was going to be the love interest. He was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be the one. I was like, how did you figure that? The first time I read that, I did not get that. I didn't get that at all. And yeah, he was not fooled, apparently. Apparently, he knew that was going to happen. I was fairly disappointed, although he did get a lot of the attention for reading the book <laughs> <laughs> it was a fair it. trade in my mind when i walked up today he goes oh you guys are doing akatar right and i was like yeah and he goes and i'm like you're in on that world and he goes yeah and it was so cute he was just like so excited yeah maybe we'll have to get his thoughts for two seconds at some point here i know that would actually be so fun to have him on here yeah mm-hmm. 
Overcommitted. Oh my god, that's so. He only got like forty pages into (laughs) Mr. Fury. Oh, he actually did start Mr. Fury. No way. But just barely. That's so crazy. He got really uncomfortable with the sex scenes. Yeah. Like this is like people call Akatar fairy porn, but honestly, it's fairly mild when you consider it. Compare it to a lot of other fantasy romance or erotica that has also been on my shelf. I don't actually think that it's that like graphic descriptive. Yeah, I don't graphic? think it's yeah, I don't think it's that raunchy. raunchy. No. Yeah. I don't after reading some other things, I don't actually think that Akatar is like a bad. No, it's not that graphic. Not at all. No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, I guess until maybe you we'll get s- to Silver Flames. Yeah, until Silver Flames. But that's cuz there's after the bridging novel, it's supposed to go from like YANA to adult though, I thought. Yeah. And after reading this again, um I really appreciated how Pharaoh was not like some naive girl who had like never had sex before like Mm -hmm. she was like of her own intention and she was like i'm gonna do this if i want to like i have my Mm -hmm. own feelings like i am my own person instead of like taking societal norms and whatever and so i really liked that i also loved how she had told nesta do not marry that man yes and nesta was like you're right i'm not gonna marry that man yep loved I know. That. She's like, I know that his father beats his wife. She's mm-hmm. like, don't sign yourself up for that. She's like, please, I don't want to see you like that. Please don't do that. And that was she another, didn't. That was another sign of maybe Nesta appreciating Farah's advice and relationship more than Farah realized. And maybe they were closer than Farah actually realized. Yep. Her and Elaine, too, because Elaine had said multiple yes. times, like, I want to do this with you. I want to do that with you. I yeah. want to hang out with you. I want to be your friend. And Farah was, was kind of like, I don't. I'm not a part of you guys. I'm really excited going into Miss and Fury to... Miss and Fury, she goes back to the girls after she's become Faye, right? With Reese? Or is it not until the war and whatever? I can't remember if that's Miss and Fury or War and Ruin. So I'm excited to see that as well. Whenever it is that she comes back, I'm curious to see that because kind of in the same as this book where we said we forgot that Elaine had such a personality... Oh, yeah. When they go back, you know, Nesta's louder, mm-hmm. but Elaine still has reactions in that. And I am... I'm excited to see what they are. Yeah. I'm yeah. kind of interested to read into her reactions a little bit more because mm-hmm. I remember her being, even if she was nervous, a little bit more welcoming. Yeah. Yeah. And things oh, too. And that was even with her being, you know, engaged to... The fairy hater. Yeah. So I, I'm curious to see those girls' mm-hmm. relationships more and their, their personalities too. more. And I think it's just like... With Elaine being more charismatic than maybe we thought she was. Mm -hmm. And, like, that just makes it so much more of a bigger impact later on in the series Mm -hmm. when she just shuts down. Mm. And so I think it'll be really interesting to see that. Mm -hmm. I totally agree. I'll say some of the more thoughts, I guess, for that for (laughs) when we we I know, I was trying to, like... Yeah. (laughs) I'm so excited, though. I was... I couldn't believe how much... I liked this and how much I like still caught from it on a reread. Cause like we were kind of saying in the beginning, like neither of us have reread a book. And so being able to reread my favorite series again, and just being so nostalgic, mm-hmm. I caught so much more from this book than I, than I caught the first yeah. time. So yeah, it was really fun to reread it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm excited, so excited to reread the rest of the series. Oh my gosh, me too. I'm so pumped for it. I think I'm just gonna it's gonna give me just like that much more of an appreciation for the entire thing Mm -hmm. and I think before Crescent City 3 comes out like to have that base knowledge one more time and to like talk about it 
is going to be so important because by the time like we go through crescent city one and two it's going to be like wow i've read this already and like literally did not catch that part yes there was so much in those books yeah well and i'm lucky that you read throne of glass so recently so i, so more, I finished them all in may yeah so it was this year ago. yeah so that'll be nice that I can rely on you for that because I also read Throne of Glass like at least three years ago. Yeah. And I'm not going to have time to reread all of those before. Um, oh, not at all. No. Uh, before the new Crescent City Did comes you out. read those before Court of Thrones Roses or after? I think after, but probably right after. Like right after. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was definitely. But before Silver Flame, right? Yeah, because Silver Flame hadn't come out yet. Which is crazy because when I read the series, it was, I got to read them all in a row. Yeah. Well, because <laughs> I had so, so fun. But the only ones I had to wait for were Silver Flames and House of Sky and Breath. Oh, yes. The okay, rest okay. of them had been out when I read them. But I did have to wait for those two books. Oh, I remember last year when I was reading um, both the Crescent Cities, I had started the first one and I was like, oh my God, it's so hard <laughs> to get through. And then. I, I like got through the second half really quickly and then mm-hmm. I read the first or the second one in like a week mm-hmm. at my old rotation that I was literally doing nothing at so all I did was sit and read that yep. I was like okay I need another one <laughs> I haven't done with it oh your re- it was so fun seeing your reaction to the last book because I think I had mm-hmm. kept that pretty tight-lipped too oh 100% I had no idea and I was also pretty good and I'm still pretty good about like if I haven't read a series and I like think there's gonna be a spo- I'll scroll. like yeah. scroll so fast I'm like I don't want to be spoiled Spoil through it for yourself same for like throne of glass though I I remember messaging you about the first couple books and I was like I love this character she's so great and you're like I know she's just the best and then later I was like hold up <laughs> I was like you hold lied up to me. wait a minute wait a minute <laughs> hold up hey <laughs> yeah that was fun to watch you go through that too mm-hmm. although well, it was funny because anything throne of glass that i would see like tog throne of glass anything sjm i would like scroll past because i knew i knew there was gonna Spoilers. be something and so when i was reading throne of glass i like stayed off off of everything and so i was texting you on all the things and then later on i'd be like wait what and then we talk about the theories and all the things and i'm like i get further on in the in the series and you're like what about this what about that i'm like oh my god Uh that must have been so fun while i was reading it it was really fun we had very different ways that we read throne of glass though which i think we did because i read in chronological order and i read assassin's um, blade first i read assassin's blade first and i read tower of dawn by itself oh yeah i didn't do the tandem read oh and you did it in publication order mm-hmm. you did it um throne of glass first and then i read assassin's, assassin's blade, blade like third or fourth, fourth or something i think it was fourth because i think it was that queen of shadows and then air of fire and then assassin's blade and, and then i continued and you did the tandem i read did the with tandem read Empire storm and which Tower is a Dawn. lot it is a lot but i recommend it because you learn different things throughout the books and then you're not left with this major cliffhanger when you have to go through an entire book to go. But I'm biased because since (laughs) I read it my way, I think reading Assassin's Blade first made Throne of Glass a better book for me. Which is crazy because when I read Throne of Glass first, I was like, wow, she's getting through all her things. 
And then you learn the backstory and it's that much more important. And I sobbed my eyes out because I've been talking for three years on this thing that happens in the book. And I'm like, it was just that much more of an emotional roller coaster Mm -hmm. to learn like, I already know what happens to them. I just don't know why and how and how everything connects. But you have to read it before the fourth book because so much happens in that. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy because like you can read, you can read the series two or three times and still not catch everything that's happening because there is so much that's happening with the main character going around and doing all of these things that's important mm-hmm. and it's just well and I think that, I think that's why I, I kind of appreciate that I didn't do the tandem read even though I told you to mm-hmm. do it for Empire Storm and Tower of Dawn because having your attention fully focused on just one part of the world oh yeah I think it was it was easier to get through each book because you start to become invested to but I unpopular opinion I really liked Tower of Dawn I thought it was a really good book oh I liked the book I just and it I, wasn't I liked what I the was expecting to like, happen. But I think now that the worlds are coming together, mm-hmm. I think Tower Dawn is going to be more important than oh, it was. Oh, me too. Because you learn so much information in that book. Yes. That about the rest of the world. About the and rest. Yes. other beings yes. and stuff, right? Exactly. Like, yes. And that like they bring all this information like, like back. And so it's just so crazy to me that it's like, like, all right. Unhinged theory. How they describe Maeve. Yeah. As violet eyes and Hera's raven night. You think she's related to Reese? I would not be surprised. (laughs) So, like... All right. (laughs) Not like we already haven't been talking about Throne of Glass spoilers, but, like, I... Like Maeve, I think was more than just a Valg, but like, do we think Reese is also Valg, or is he a Prince of Hell, or is he both, or are they the same thing? Yeah, I have no idea. It's a that's a really good question because I feel like I definitely believe the half Illyrian or whatever isn't that what he's supposed to be? It's like yeah. half Illyrian. So I get that, and this other half, I'm not really sure what is going on. I know, same. Can I wait? To it's meet been your two- other Illyrian man. <laughs> <laughs> Rune Dannon. Funny story when you you texted me when I was reading Crescent City and you're like, have you seen this? I had never seen it before. When you sent me it <laughs> via messages and I was like, oh, I had never seen it in well, my I, life. I think I had saved it because I'm pretty sure <laughs> yeah. I had that. I had to send it to you later. From be- yeah, from before you started reading house mm-hmm. of sky and breath and i was yes. like i have to wait until you've gotten to that yes. scene before i send this to you and i had had it saved he knew three things i had that saved in my um like photos <laughs> like downloaded from tiktok so i was like i can't forget this i have to send this to yes. her when she gets there yeah i had that saved for a while before it I was send so it to you. funny because you're like have you have you heard the song and i was like i have no idea what you're talking yes. about Oh, and then so I heard funny. it and I was like, I've never heard this before. And I'm like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and like dancing to it. Oh my God. It was so awesome. Yeah. It'll be fun to read Crescent City again too. Yeah. I'm Even though they're like ginormous books, I'm <laughs> so excited because like, okay, the world building of the we'll first book. We'll go faster book, this time. It absolutely will. But 
I'm like, there's going to be more to pick out because mm-hmm. I'm going to have more tabs and more notes and all of the things. And like, it's all just world building in like the first 150, 200 pages. And so I'm like, I'm going to have so many notes on that one. Yeah, it's going to be fun. It, so. Especially for like the next books too. I'm, I feel like I'm going to have so many notes and everything. And I feel like at the very end, I'm going to need to like compile a notebook and be like, this is Prithian from like the first to the last, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like SJM universe. Mm-hmm. I wonder what her notes look like. Oh, I bet it's nuts. Could you imagine her thought process like before she even started Throne of Glass? I thought it was partially into Throne of Glass that she decided it was going to be multi world. <gasps> was it really? I didn't know that. That's I, cool. I might be I might be misremembering that. I thought I had seen from maybe like notes from one of her interviews or yeah. something that it was like a couple books into Throne of Glass that she decided she wanted it to be multi world. Really? Because if you you might not realize this but after she had released some of throne of glass there was some like back and forth between series like she'd released a throne of glass and then she released akatar oh, and then no, she released another throne that. of glass and then it was mission fury and she had done like a little bit of back and forth between the series oh, too i didn't know that at and all. i mean yeah. throne of glass was done well before obviously the akatar series was done yeah. but um i but think she was there was, releasing them like i think after she had gotten partially through her throne the, of glass. oh so she's probably going back and like editing different parts to make it like yeah i'm not sure oh. and, don't quote me on that in case that's not 100% right. You know, verify that information. But I, I kind of remember hearing something about oh that. Oh my gosh, interesting. But it was pretty early on that she had the idea that she wanted them to overlap. That's so cool. Yeah. That's so fun though too because like as readers, like normally like if I just have a book and I'm just like, I'm just going to read it for fun. I'm not going to go through this and just like tab everything and see what I think about like the history and like I'm not going to deep dive into it. But, like, this is probably the first series where I'm like, wow, it's a whole, there's a whole lot going on here. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to go through all of it. I'm going to go through all of, like, the foreshadowing, all of the history. I'm going to see what I can find about it. I know. I love that, like, we're, like, kind of tabbed at, like, the same I know. You can, like, see all the tabs are in the same spot. I love it so much. Well, this has been so fun. Do you have any other thoughts on Akhtar? Other than I love it so much, and this felt so good to come back to, yeah. and like I've been so excited to come back to it that like finally doing it is like it's almost better than I thought it was gonna be. Same, because this like this series is just so near and dear to my heart since it was like the first book that like got me back into reading, mm-hmm. and like I think about these characters and I like choke up a little bit. <laughs> And I think about, like, the characters in, like, the SJM universe, and I'm just, like, it it feels like a family, kind of. Oh, it is a found family, for sure. This was the first book that made me realize I love found family as a trope. I actually, I remember that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember us talking about that throughout all the books, Mm -hmm. and it just... Specifically in the next. I know. And I actually think it might be the third. Fair. But, yeah, it... It's incredible and it's so impactful. And I'm just excited to finally be here with it. Yeah. Yeah. So make sure to join us. Continue joining us on our reread of Akatar. We'll be covering Mist and Fury next and, yes. and Warren Rune we'll right Warren after. Ruin. So um, continue. We're going to finish all of the uh, Akatar and Crescent City books before the new Crescent City comes out in January. Yes. 
So please follow along and listen into our next episodes. Also, if you have any theories that's going to happen in Crescent City 3, send them to us. Yes. Let us know what you think is going to happen. Let us know like the connections that you see. We'll, we'll feature on the podcast yeah. and we'll get some good information out there. So. Yeah, we're super pumped to hear what all you guys have to say. Yay. We love you guys. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks. See you next time. See you next time. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us on Miss Willow's Book Club Podcast. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Miss Willow's Book Club Pod for our upcoming reads. Keep it spicy, book lovers! <laughs> <laughs>